Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition. Capture the drive, the joy, the excitement of running a business. Despite the restrictions across the globe, which impacted the movement of goods and services, these companies, uh, these companies, small business, small Jamaican businessmen, have expanded into new markets in Europe, North America, the Caribbean, and Latin America. We share the challenges too and how those in the sector conquer and thrive, all in one place. Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition, powered by the Development Bank of Jamaica. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed, and Proven Investments Limited. Hi everyone and welcome to Impact in Jamaica. I am Andre Jevinson. Today for you we have a hot topic. We're talking about peppers. And we have with us Drew Gray of Scotch Boys. And they use peppers and other ingredients to make um, some products that are on the market now locally and internationally. So Drew is going to be telling us about his company, telling, tell us about how the company started, where it is now, and of course where it is going. Drew, thank you very much for taking some time to have a discussion with us today. Yeah, man, thank you for having me, Andre. Awesome. So I always like to start where it started. Um, so just introduce yourself to me and, you know, tell us about some other members of your team who have been instrumental in setting up your business. Yeah, man, sure. So um, my name is Drew Gray. I'm one of the co-founders of Flash Boys. So as you mentioned, you know, we, we make sauces and seasonings and, you know, we market them in Jamaica and overseas. Um, the company has four co-founders, um, you know, that have been with us with the company since inception. You have Neil Hudson, who is our director of sales, and he's based in Atlanta. You have Matthew Wallace, who is on the ground here in Jamaica with me as well. And you have Kemar Swaby, who is um, our chief design operator. So he is the one that you can credit with all of the labels and all the graphics that um, you see us out there with. Okay, so all right, so tell me about your business. A little bit more information about your business. Yes, we're talking about sauces and seasonings and so on. But um, give us some more information. Yeah, so we were started maybe four years ago. Um, you know, the, the brand was conceptualized when we entered a gorilla, and you know we needed a name to enter the gorilla. And my sister suggested Scotch Boys, and you know, that played well with what we were presenting at the Grilla, which was uh, hot sauce, like barbecue sauce. And you know, Scotch Boys is a play off of the Scotch Bonnet Pepper, which is a pepper that is unique to the Caribbean region. Um, it's different, as in it has a bright yellow color instead of the mainstream red color for the peppers. So, you know, off of that barbecue, we, we got great feedback. And, you know, we decided that we should try and bottle it and, and start telling our marketing it in Jamaica and overseas. So, you know, we reached Kemar, started working on the labels. And, you know, when we were conceptualizing the labels, we wanted something that would appear mainstream, but, you know, just so happened to be a Jamaican product. So we went with a very clean aesthetic on the labels. If, you know, if you can look at them, they're mostly white. And that was a very deliberate decision so that it would stand out on the shelves. Um, so, you know, once we came up with the idea and the brand and the fear behind the brand, we started going out and, and knocking on doors and trying to get our product 
in the supermarket and stores. So, you know, it's been a long road. You know, we get we get a lot we've had a lot of licks, but you know, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, especially this year. Um, you know, some of the most notable accomplishments year to date is that we were featured at QVC, which is the home shopping network. So QVC is a television station based out of the United States, and um, they had us on for segments. We were a big fine winner, so they set out to look for small businesses, and we applied and, and, and we got in. We're also located island-wide across Jamaica right now, and we're in Canada as well. And most recently, we just filled an order for the products to be sold in the UK, Germany, and Poland. So we're looking forward to getting feedback from that side of the world okay. to sell some more products. All right, so wait, let's speak a little bit about the QVC experience because based on what I know about QVC, generally when you're launching a product or when you're new on the market, that's one of the places that you want to go because one, you're in front of a live audience, you get to market your, your, your items, but you also get to, to sell at the same time because you have people ordering at the same time. What was that experience like for you and what did it do for your business after that? Uh, it was a good experience. It was a, it was a great experience. Um, there's a lot of logistical challenges that, that went into it behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we offered a value pack, so we had to send up the sauces beforehand and package them. Um, you know, we had to arrange for a UPS truck to come and pick the orders. So one, you have a two-day window. No, actually, you have, a, you have a one-day window between when that person calls in and when you ship out your order. So we had to... Everything had to run flawlessly, mm-hmm. um, but we were able to pull it off. Um, once we were on air, though, you know, reception was great. I was kind of, you know, worried about the reception in the in the beginning because the demographic tends to be skewed to the older women. But you know, once we were able to go up to go on and really sell the product and tell the people what's in the product and you know how we, you know, how we use the freshest ingredients, etc. It you know it sold really well, and you know. That gave us additional, um, I guess, headway le- le- leverage to go into other larger um, retailers and, and stuff because, if, you know, right off the bat, if you can manage the volume on QVC, you, you'll be able to manage volume at a larger retailer. So it gave us a lot of leverage in, in, in further in subsequent negotiations that we had. Right. So Jamaicans, we, we have a rich history with um, Scotch bonnet pepper. In fact, um, most people say any other pepper other than Scotch bonnet pepper isn't real pepper. Um, what do you think it is that stands out about this one product, um, Scotch bonnet? Well, I think, I think it's, it's two things. Um, you know, the color, you really don't see anything on the shelf that's that bright yellow. Uh, especially when you think about pepper sauce, mm-hmm. your mind automatically goes to, you know, red. Um, so the color really is, you know, the bright, vibrant color, um, and the flavor. You know, I always I like Scotch bonnet more than the regular red pepper is because it's hot, but it also has a fruitiness flavor to it, and that's different than any other pepper that you can you can get out there. So it's, the flavor profile and the coloring, I think, is what really makes it stand out. Awesome. And then you were mentioning too um, that before you, your idea came up because of the grill off, 
was the idea to use scotch bonnet pepper and other Jamaican spices and seasoning to to make them into products something you wanted to do prior to the cookout or you went into the, the grill off sorry and recognized that hey there is potential here and so you decided to go with it. It was always at the back of my mind because you know before I came out to Jamaica I spent a number of years in Canada and I always remember the struggle, you know, going to the supermarket in, in the dead of winter trying to get some scotch bonnet so I can cook some food on, on, on the weekend, you know. I couldn't get no fresh scotch bonnet, couldn't get any skin on. So, you know, it was always at the back of my mind and, you know, that's what we kept in mind when we were formulating the process is that, you know, we wanted it to stay as close to the source product as possible, right? So we use a higher pepper content than other on the shelf and we, we try not to dilute the pepper flavor by any additives so no, no starchy a little bit of sugar but nothing overpowering um, just to keep you know and the, the product in the bottle as fresh as possible alright so you had mentioned that it's been for long years and generally you have a business you're going struggling for the first five years of the business and so on but you started seeing the turning of the tide. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, so it just, you know, the momentum, we're seeing more momentum here now. You know, we're seeing reorders. We're, we're getting into more markets. Um, you know, we're selling security distributor in Jamaica. Um, that has done a good job. And, uh, and also just the online sales as well. So we started the Amazon store, we have our own store, we've been marketing. So we're seeing the recurring sales coming from our online platform. So, you know, it's just really to try and keep up the momentum that we have going now. Okay, so so your sales come from what? Business to business or business to consumer? It's, it's a mix of both. So with the business to business, mm-hmm. um, the more community business to business. So, you know, we add a uh, Sell directly to a distributor or directly to a retailer, depending on on what they prefer. I mean, we prefer a distributor for Jamaica, but the, some of the larger retailers in the United States they will buy directly from you to, so that they, they can conserve their margin. Um, and then we do direct to consumer through online, right? So e-commerce, so or online store, or Shopify store, or like Amazon store. Um, that we try and push the sales through. Mm. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Amazon and so on because we're, I guess you can call it in a new paradigm now, even if it's not the paradigm that will exist forever and ever. But we have the pandemic and um, other prevailing factors. How important is it, do you believe, for businesses like yours to use avenues like online platforms or online marketplaces like you would for Amazon and so on? I think, you know, at, at, this, at this point, day and age, I think, you know, every business should have an online presence, whether it's a website or a full known store, just because. You know, your reach increases exponentially once you go online. Um, and specifically, if you have a store, you know, the marketing tools that are at your disposal is, you know, something that we're not, we haven't really, you know, growing up, you're not, you, you can't really follow the reach at what um, you have available to you. So, you know, there's a reason why Facebook is, you know, in front of Congress all the time. It's just because the amount of data that 
that these companies have on you and your online browsing pattern is ridiculous. So, you know, once you have an e-commerce store, if you're selling, you know, if you're selling watches, yes, and you want to start a marketing campaign, you can automatically target people that are actively looking for watches within the last seven days. And what we realize is, you know, if we're not marketing, we don't have some form of campaign going on, whether it's social media or Google ads or Facebook ads, our sales um, slow, slow down. So, as the, but the moment you start marketing, you see an uptick in sales. So it, and it, you can all do that from you know, the comfort of your office or your home. So I, I definitely recommend any business. So you know, if, it, if your product allows it and you, you, know, you don't have an e-commerce presence yet, you should definitely look to get the one. Yeah, and because, you know, sometimes... Uh... And I've had this discussion with others as well, both on impact in Jamaica and in just in social conversations. Normally, people don't want to spend on marketing and advertising their product and so on, not recognizing that there is a nexus between you know, advertising, marketing, and actually your, the, the amount of profit that you can make. Um, did you enter your business knowing that you had to make sure that you had all your marketing pitches and your advertising um, campaigns out there, or was it something you recognized along the way? It was something that we recognized along the way, um, you know, because, you know, we were, we were manning the store from in Jamaica, and, you know, we decided to start, you know, to try our first try was on Instagram. We ran a short campaign. So, you know, an uptick in the interactions on our Instagram page. And then we, we started our, our store inside Instagram. And then that was really when we kind of went full-blown and we did the Facebook ads, the Instagram ads, and the Google ads. Um, and we saw it pay off. And, you know, we've been continuing ever since. My name is Andre Jebinson. I am here with Drew Gray of Scotch Boys. Tell us um, how many products you have now and what are they? So right now we have six products, uh, five sauces and one seasoning. So we have a traditional hot pepper sauce, which is what you see on most, you know, restaurant tables. That in that is in that sort of looking bottle. That is it's similar, more similar to Tabasco or a Frank's Red Hat, but we use Jamaican peppers. We have our crushed pepper sauce, which is has a little bit more body than the, the regular hot pepper sauce. So you actually see the seed and the pepper, pepper pulse. We have the jerk sauce, which is a mix of slash bunny peppers, pimento, sugar, garlic, onion. We have the fish and meat sauce, which is, you know, the traditional cooking sauce. So that's also a pimento and mango based sauce. A lot of people use it. When they're cooking, so oxtail, brown chicken, it is a nice um, cooking sauce. Then we have our name for the scotch bonnet sauce, which is uh, made with just scotch bonnet peppers. And we have our jerk seasoning, which is, you know, again, a blend of pimento, onion, scallion, sugar, and some other spices in there that... Um, we use for, you know, any jerk and chicken, we use with that as a marinade or jerk chicken or jerk pork, we can use it on. So which one you find that people like the most? I think is a tie between
because we know that there are a lot of products out there on the market and you know using essentially the same ingredients and so on and so you find that if you're going to survive you have to innovate um, you have to stand out above the rest so what do you think is your innovation that you have now and what do you have in the making just to ensure that you ensure that you can expand your brand and that you can expand the type of products that you're offering. Well, I think you know currently you know, it was really our branding. I think we're we're you know a fresh new brand and we have our sauce is you know I might be biased, but I think our sauce is a little bit hotter than the other sauces that are in the market, so that kind of helps us get our foothold in the market but as you mentioned you know it's a very saturated market uh, everybody everybody has to be in a hot sauce to look on the shelves in the supermarket to sell it with hot sauces so you know what we tend to do is you know you know I'll, I'll go in a supermarket and look and see you know what's not there and try and think about what I can do um, that consumers will like but they don't necessarily know exist yet so we're working on launching uh, a honey slash bunny start that should come shortly, maybe Q4. Well, basically Q4 now. Well, maybe Q1 of next year, late this year. Uh, a honey slash bunny start, and you know that's really uh, that decision was made because you know one of the co-founders, Matthew, has a restaurant, and one of the items on the restaurant is a honey slash wings, which she uses the scratch one sauce and honey to make a, a wing sauce and you know that that is one of his best selling items so you know we made a decision to kind of try and bottle that and try and replicate some of that success but in the retail market oh so when you say the, so the sauce is what something you could you buy your chicken is it a case where you'll need to add other ingredients to it or is it that you're coming with the sauce or you probably just need to Dip your chicken in your sauce and you're good to go. Yeah, because man, because be and, and the reason and the reason I ask you that is because just how people how people live now, their lifestyle. They want it on the go. They we've been discovering on this on this podcast that people really want to be able to um get things done and get it done quickly. So whatever whether it's food, whether it's building or so on, people just want to go. So yeah, you're about okay. to yeah, man, it's, it's already it's already to eat sauce. So you know, but when the testing that we did was on you know just regular lunch, mm-hmm. you know, and fried chicken and rice and peas. So it's, it's already to use sauce, and um, but just like other sauces, if you want to add your own little kick to it, you can you can add your kick to it. Yeah. You know, or like if you want to make another sauce with it, you can make another sauce. So you know, one of the main ingredients is buffalo. Buffalo sauce is, is, is the red sauce, right? The mm-hmm. red sauce that you use. So, I mean, people can get creative or you can just, you know, use it as is. Okay. All right. So, you, you're part of the Export Max program, which is from Jampro, right? How has that helped your business? 
um, it does, you know, I can't, I, I can't even, you know, begin to put a, I don't know, like a figure or word to how it felt. So the, the jumper from the get go has been a great driver, and you know, the export max program, it, it, it's been a good experience thus far. You know, they, they really push you to try and go out and find new markets. They're constantly introducing potential buyers to you. Um, you know, before Export Max, we went on a trade show. Well, before COVID, we were able to get a trade show in Canada. And, you know, that was where we were able to secure a distributor in Canada. Um, and, you know, the Export Max program, it, it, it's a full full business solution. So, you know, you're reporting your numbers monthly and you're also going out and trying to find new markets with the help of the export map team behind you. So it, it, it's been, you know, it's been a great asset to our business. Mm-hmm. And then we had spoken before and you were mentioning that because of this expansion of your business and because of the different clients that you have, you also now have to pay closer attention, not just to how hot your sauce can be and your seasoning can be, but you have to make sure that the flavor is also included in whatever you're selling out there. Because not everybody will appreciate the, the how spicy your product will be, but they can appreciate the flavors, right? Yeah, man, no, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, and that's, that's, you know, that's in the roadmap to branch out the other product that, you know, aren't necessarily trying to tell it to be the happy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so like, you know, mayonnaise and, and aioli, things like that. We want to, once we get to a certain size, I want to hit critical mass with the sauces. Mm-hmm. We would want to start looking into other consumer products. All right, so let's talk about what your current operation is like in Jamaica now. Uh, where do you get your raw material? So we, we store it from farmers across the island, um, Westmoreland and St. Elizabeth, where we get most of the, the fresh produce from. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we, we manufacture in, in Westmoreland forever. And then we, you know, we bottle and then we either export or we sell it locally. Okay, but do you have do you have any challenge with um raw material? Because and, and sometimes if it's not one thing, it's the other. Sometimes we have dry periods. Sometimes we have too much rain. Um, and generally there is some inconsistency there. Sometimes there is a glut. Sometimes um there is not enough product out there. Do you face those challenges? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you know, especially flash bunny, um, because Fast money is so highly regarded on the export market and the price that you know the exporters pay. We can't really match it, so we're not trying to get after farmers are they, their their fields are winding down because mm-hmm. you know all all the pepper plant works is you know the first couple of harvest you get nice big peppers and then the, the, you know the size will gradually decrease until you you start a new field. So we tend to get on the, the tail end of that. But, you know, it's always an issue trying to get the cash one in peppers because the export market just buys everything. Um, and then and on top of that, it, 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 the plant is very delicate. So what do you find? So you get a lot of rain or, or anything, you know, the, the plant gets, you know, they're very susceptible to funguses and viruses and stuff. So 
It's a very delicate plant. And then on top of that now, you know, off of the raw materials side, there's a, there's a massive glass shortage uh, across the entire world right now. Well, you know, everything is short now with coronavirus and what it's done to, you know, the world supply chain. So, as you say, it's not one thing, it's the other. So, how you get around that? Well, with, with the raw material, we can buy and stock up. Um, you know, cause the way we store our pepper, it, it, it lasts. It, it's good for a year or two. Oh, so okay. We, yeah, man. So we, we, we buy it and, and stock up. Whenever that one is on the market, we buy and stock up. Kelly is not that hard to get. You know, we haven't had much issues with, with Kelly because we haven't really seen a, a bad growth in recent times. Um, but the glass, the glass shortage is really, you know, I forget where you can. And, you know, sometimes you over-order because, you know, your order is going to be limited. So, you know, we're just trying to, it's just struggle every day, but, you know, we're trying to navigate it as best as possible. All right, so is this a four-man band or you have other employees? Well, so, it's, it's a, a four-man band. Um, you know, we have all four of us work in the business. And, uh, you know, because what we do is, you know, we, we do contract we contract manufacture out of the, the actual production. So, um, Scotch Boys is, is, yeah, it's four, four guys. All right, so we're winding down now, but um, when you look at the fact that you started four years ago and, you know, I guess shortly after you would have started, you had the pandemic, but you're still at a point now where you look at your business and say you do see where things are looking bright, where the future looks great for your company. Um, tell me, how does that make you feel um, that you're able to start a company, whether one of the biggest storms we've seen probably in our lifetime, and you are still standing and you seem like you have a bright future ahead? Um, yeah, it seems good. You know, um, you know when when Corona when coronavirus hit, you know, if I had a penny for every time, I said I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, um, but it, it you know it's good and it's also you know it, what it kind of did is you know it it forced a lot of businesses to change. So you know a lot of only some of the larger companies and stuff they say all the time that you know their timeline was pushed forward like five years. So. You know, it really, it, and it did push us forward in a certain sense as well, too, with the, with the push for online and be more agile and thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I mean, I feel grateful that we're able to make it through, you know, COVID. Um, we're still very much, you know, we're not out of the, the storm yet, but I'm hoping that this whole COVID thing will be behind us by, you know, mid next year. And, you know, we get back to some sense of normality and, you know, we can really just continue to grow the business um, in a better environment. When you, th- when, you, when you think about growth and your business, um, what what do you think your bandwidth is? I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of potential for the business. Uh, you know, our main focus is, is export. So what I really want to... The mirror or the success I would want the mirror is, you know, if we come anywhere close to the Tabasco in the States or, or uh, Cholua. So, you know, that is really my, you know, my goal for the business to get into the, the mainstream 
hot-sauce market in the in the United States, and and it, it can be done. Uh, there's you know there's a lot of brands popping up there now that are growing pretty fast in the state. So that is what I would like to do. So you know, and and the state is a massive, massive, massive market. So that is what that's our that's the goal. That's the five-year goal. Awesome. All right, Drew. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Um, and uh, of course, I'm wishing you all the best for your business. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's a it's a testament that you can still speak confidently and strongly, um, even during this period where well maybe half of your business has been during the pandemic and so on. I mean, with a mindset like that, who knows next year this time or or so on we'll be hearing a lot more great things for you and your company so all yeah, right yeah, all right thank you all right and thank you for listening to this edition of impact in jamaica please join us next time take care thank you for listening to another episode of impacting jamaica the small business edition we hope you caught a whiff of the drive the joy the excitement of running a business We continue to share in some of the challenges and watch as the sector continues to find ways of conquering and thriving. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. This episode of Impacting Jamaica, the small business edition, was brought to you by the Development Bank of Jamaica. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed, and Proven Investments Limited.